Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2017, and this is The Ride. Hey, my friends, I am so glad to hang out with you today. This is a day before Thanksgiving 2017, and I just want you to know I'm praying for you that you can recognize the things that you can be thankful for. I think sometimes we just got to steady our soul, no matter what we're going through. We've got to just steady our soul and think about how we've got it made, really. And you can be going through a lot of different things. I, I, I can tell you, last year at this time, I was unemployed and didn't know it, but I'd be unemployed for another six months. It was not a good feeling. But I do remember Thanksgiving last year, and I, I remember believing that God was going to take care of us. I didn't know how, but I really believed that he was going to take care of us. And now on the backside of this thing, I can tell you most assuredly that what I learned in the process, maybe God had to teach me a few things, things about patience, things about realizing where your strength comes from, things about how to properly view your life. I know that I spoke during my time off work, I know I spoke about some financial things. You might want to go through and check out the podcasts between November 2016 and now. Things that I learned, things how you view your situation. I don't know how many times in my life I've had the wrong image of my life, of, of either the impact of my life or what was supposed to be there for me financially or job-wise, you know, all that kind of stuff. I had the wrong view. I don't think it was, you know, I'm entitled to this. I don't think it was an entitlement thing so much, but just what was supposed to be normal. And then when you when you get thrown into abnormal, you think you can't deal when actually you can with the Lord's help. And I've come through that situation knowing a few things about how to approach lack in my life. I mean, there's going to be times that you have lack. It's not always going to be a bowl of cherries. Paul went through periods of lack. He even spoke about it. You know, I, he, he would say that he's learned how to deal with life, whether he's abounding in plenty or dealing with lack. He's learned to really trust his God. And that's what we're to do. And going through that period, for me, now that I'm on the backside of it, I can, I can tell you it's apparent to me that not only was God trying to teach me a few things, and maybe, maybe that wasn't his main intent. Maybe the intent was to bring me this blessing of a job that I have right now, 
And oh, by the way, you get to learn a few things in the process. However God planned it, it was planned fairly well. And then I had gone through an even more stressful period a few years before that. And had I not gone through that, I wouldn't have been able to get to the point where I've got this blessing of a job. I have come to really strongly realize there is a plan in this whole thing, this five-year deal. And it wouldn't have brought me to the place where we're living. It wouldn't have opened up opportunities for my kids to get certain education opportunities. A lot of things rode on how things were handled, how I, how I dealt with the hand that was dealt me and my family. What hand are you dealt today? And can you be thankful for things? You might, you might be right in the middle of a job loss situation. And I'm praying for you right now. You just don't know, but I am. I'm praying for your best. And if you've heard what I just said, your best might not be the next job that comes around the corner. Your best might be the third job. Or in my case, I think it was 32 or 36 jobs. It's ridiculous. In the middle of that, I know I felt like a failure, and I felt like people couldn't understand me. Why would they not want to hire me? After 30-some interviews, you'd think, you know, something would have opened up by then. But no. If you find that podcast, I I forgot what I called it. I think it might have been the notepad, something. You might check it out because if you're especially if you're in the middle of something like this because seriously it was the interview that took place on the last page of my notebook you know where I was taking all these notes for all these interviews the last page is the interview that basically God had for me that job definitely want to check that one out if if you haven't So actually today I was going to talk about something quite a bit different. Something I've been thinking about lately as my parents get older. And maybe, maybe there is a connection here about being thankful. We'll find out in a minute. But so I realize that at some point down the road, I'm going to be the older generation And my kids are going to be the working class generation. And I don't want my kids to have to deal with a bunch of my stuff when my time is here and I go to meet the Father. Because recently I've looked at some of the things I have and yes, I guess it does connect with being thankful. I have a lot of things. And I had a picture of a thing in my mind this morning. Does anybody remember the Sony Walkmans? And we're talking back in the day, you'd have this thing clamped to your belt on the side, and you'd pop it open and you'd put your cassette tape into it, and you had portable music. And man, I remember going to the store, an electronic store, 
I remember going in the store and seeing 20 different models lined up. Of course, Sony was the big name. They had the Walkman brand. But you had all these others. All of them doing the same thing. All of them kind of bulky when you think about it compared to what we have today. It had two functions. The first function was to play music portably. The second function was a status symbol. It really was. It might have been even a tad more cool than a fanny pack, but only just a tad more. In years pass, and then Sony comes out with a Discman. And you play your CDs in this portable thing that you hook to your belt. About the time I was getting married, I had two portable CD players. I don't know how I came up with two, but... And I gave one to a co-worker. And it was a spiritual kind of thing. I mean, I didn't want to give it away. And but then I but intellectually I knew I don't need two of these things. And so I gave it away. And something happened in me when I did that. I know I've recounted this story before on the podcast, but something happened to me and I felt an incredible release and a joy come over me. And I want to encourage you that if you have things in your life that are superfluous, that means you you don't really need it, it's extra, I would recommend giving it away. I think you'll feel a spiritual joy come over your life. Why? Because I think as Christians, our direction should be away from us. You know, we're not to be self-focused so much. We're to be focused on others, you know, our families, uh, those around us in need. And, And part of that is being able to give away what you have. God has promised to fill you up, to fill you up. And so you give things away, give it away, give it away, give it away now, and God will fill you up with what you need. A lot of times we think the things that are superfluous in our life are what we need. It's like somebody who's trying to eat too much. They're the glutton. They're worried that they're going to lose out. So they just fill themselves up with things and they get overburdened with things. And they get to the point where that's just the normal. And if you give stuff away, somehow I'm not who I am. No, who you are isn't that glutton holding things. Who you are is on the inside. And who you are should be dependent on God to fulfill you, not these things. So because I don't want to burden my kids with things, I need to give things away. Now, I've got things in my collection of things that I should just pitch, throw it away. I'm someone who loves technical things, and I've got technical magazines or books or, I don't know, just stuff. And it's no good anymore, really, unless it's some technology that I'm actively engaged in 
it's outdated by now and I've got stuff that's really old and I don't know why I would want to hang on to it I need to let it go and whenever I do that I get a sense of uh, clarity it's like my brain somehow is able to function better because I don't have to think about the things that I'm thinking about does it make sense? Now, what got me really thinking about this concept is, for some reason, I don't know, my brain goes into weird places, as you know, but this morning I was thinking about, you know, what would happen if I was on vacation and we were all away from our house and the house burned down? Sometimes my brain goes there and, and I thought, you know, what a cleansing feeling that would be. I, I know that's a little bit weird, but... I'd say to myself, I don't need to worry about pitching all that junk of mine because it, it's gone. It's been destroyed by the fire. And would I care to replace it? That's the, that's the question I'm asking you today. If your stuff, just think of one facet of your stuff that you might have been thinking of while we've been talking that you were kind of thinking, man, I wish I could just let that thing go. Well, would you, in a fire situation, if it got destroyed, is that something that you would want to replace? I mean, would you have to go out of your way to replace that thing? And how bad would it be if it was no longer there for you? I don't know, just a thought experiment. For me, my mind would be thinking, you know, all I care about are the safety of my loved ones. That's it. I don't care about the three laptops that I have from a decade ago that I've been trying to tell myself I'd fix and get working again. I wouldn't care about that anymore. I wouldn't care about the millions of sheets of paper that had some kind of important thing on it that I can't even remember what the thing is anymore. Why do I keep it? I don't know. Why do I have notebooks of college notes? What am I going to do? Read them? I, I don't understand. You know, why? Why do I hang on to this stuff? Believe me when I say, if you're able to shed some of this stuff, it's a weight that's off your shoulders. Especially if it's a thing that, if it were destroyed, you wouldn't replace anyway. I mean, you'd move on with your life. Well, move on with your life. And then this is the spiritual part of this. We all have things in our memory, in our history, in our psyche that are like these old pieces of paper, old technology that we're hanging on to. Why? I don't know. Maybe we think it helps define who we are. Maybe we feel like that glutton who needs those things to help define who I am but it doesn't define you God defines you those are just things dare I say even some of the hurts that you've gone through they don't define you I think what we do a lot of times is say to ourselves well that situation helped create who I am today and there's no doubt about it that's true but being able to move away from that thing, whatever it is, and it can have a lot of power over your life. It could be a breakup. It could be a, a relationship that 
went the wrong direction in your youth, who knows? Sure, it had a powerful impact on your life, but you're allowed to mature from that thing. It doesn't mean you are not who you are. Please let that sink in, because I think that's a really important thing. Many times we look at ourselves and we let those things define who we are. And somehow the thought of letting go of a certain pain in our past is unbearable to think because somehow we feel that that's rejecting who we are. I want to give you permission to challenge that thought and to accept the fact that Christ knew about you from the womb. And no matter what things you've gone through or what things you've put others through, they do not need to define who you are. Scripture talks about how God will redeem the situation. Just like he redeemed you on the cross. He made a payment to cover your sin situation, but he also paid to clean you from all of these other pains, things that happened in the past. He went to the cross for that too. Now he sees you for who you are, the who that you might not even see yourself as. He sees you free and clear and unfettered by the bondage that many times we don't let go of. We don't, we don't release that bondage. It doesn't have to be there. I'm really hoping that this is helpful because this is not the kind of language I normally talk. I'm trusting in the Lord right now that, you know, that he's speaking. As we approach Thanksgiving, sometimes that being with family and people that we don't see that often might bring up past hurts. And I want you to know, I think God wants you to know that you are free from the power of that over your life. You're free. It's like you you take stock of your life and you make these piles of these things, these elements of your life. There's a pile here that represents things you're to keep. And I want to suggest that those are... Th- thanksgivings that you have acknowledgement of blessings that the Lord has given to you and then you've got a pile of things to give away those are the hurts and the difficult memories that you've had and and you see there's three piles you know everybody says there's three piles the the keep pile the giveaway pile and the trash pile well it's important for you to realize that the those hurts and things you can't just trash them they don't go into the trash they've got to be given away those have to be given away because those are very special things they help create the person who you are now but they weren't intended to be that so they need to be given away and managed properly and God is the only one who can take those but you need to give those to God actively give them away And then there's the pile of trash. Now, I haven't really properly thought this through, but 
I guess what I would say, things that go into the trash are like, quickly, let's get them thrown in the trash. They mean absolutely nothing. So this is what the trash pile is. Those are things that are said about you now, whether it's other people or you telling yourself these things about yourself. When they don't line up with scripture, you throw them in the trash right now. Don't even think about it. It's there. Done. I'm worthless. Nope. Trash. I'm no good. Trash. I've never been able to do... Nope. Trash. Do you understand what I'm saying? Three piles. Lord, I am so thankful that you are a powerful voice in our lives and that you speak to us whenever we want to open our hearts and hear. Lord, help us hear what you're saying to us today. Help us hear what you're saying to us so that when those other words that come in, we can say, nope, that is not in agreement with what God says. Trash it. And thank you. Thank you for your many blessings. Now that we know how this thing works, just that little bit more, help us to share this knowledge with others. Because it's not just for us. Lord, help us to share this good news with other people. And as we give that away, you fill us with joy and a peace that goes beyond understanding. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So stay in that word and you live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And there's three piles in life. I think they're all equally important. You just need to know how to handle the information. So you heard what I said. There is a keep pile, a giveaway pile, and a trash pile. Use those. You're actively moving things around in your life. God's given you all authority to do that kind of thing. You don't have to be on the defensive. You don't have to be the tail being wagged. No, you're the head, my friend. Connect up with the Lord God who is your head and you are gonna go places you never dreamed possible. I can't wait to hear your story. And I will see you on the flip.